G'day, welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life, and those in life chat music and more. I'm John Murch, the producer and host of, and Clara Zabunja is our feature guest. You may notice if you've downloaded via the uh, Apple Podcast, the iTunes, that kind of environment has changed a few things where the episode number is very clear these days. So no longer will you see it in the title. You need to just look on the left-hand side of where the title is and you'll see the season and the episode number. That's where it'll be if you want to backtrack to a past episode that I may well be mentioning, as I do sometimes. Also, you can find it on Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast. In fact, your favourite podcast app, whatever it might be, should now have Radio Notes podcast searchable and available for you. And failing that, just a Google search and the audio now appears in the web search. And for those listening on FM, AM or digital, g'day. Good to have you on board. Just a reminder, the email is radionotes at writeme.com. Speaking of that, let's head... In the box. News that Jack Gray has fools on the back of the release of his Night Like This EP, native of Mackay through Warner Music Group. Still 20 years of age and set to soon play solo for the first time as part of a showcase in New York. Miley Cyrus, you may have heard of her. She is coming, the name of the first of three six-track releases, which together will be called She Is Miley Cyrus. First installment has a lead cut called... Hey everyone, it's Miley Cyrus, my new single, Mother's Daughter. Don't forget, freedom's for everybody. I hope you love it. Thank you, Miley. There's also quite the raunchy cut from RuPaul as part of a collaboration too. Atlantic has sent info about the nasty cherry. What do you like in me? No question mark. Statement, I guess. There you go. That's out and about. Here's why I do want to let you know about Courtship. That's the band's name. Guy Stuff, The Cut. Daft Punk, Burke Bacharach, two favourite artists of. The Art of Breaking Hearts is the album. As far as I can gather, is still to come. That's just a couple of releases that have come past my inbox, radio notes at writeme.com, in the last few days. Let's hear now from our feature guest. Clara Zabonia, described as intelligent alt-pop, late 2018, released an EP called Eye to Eye, about, as they say, meeting oneself eye to eye. While the title might be self-explanatory, their music is multi-layered, and with a bachelor of music, Zabonya crosses many genres that will take a while to unpeel. They joined Radio Notes on the line from Melbourne. Clara, welcome to Radio Notes. Thank you. I notice that you have a bit of Croatian heritage to you. Was that your first language? It was, yes. But um, it's funny how English just overtakes very quickly. In the music itself, there's a traditional Croatian singing sort of European folk element to the presentation of your latest release anyway. Is that a conscious decision? Definitely not, no. <laughs> it just naturally shines on through because it was what I, you know, grew up listening to and performing as a child. So I think it'd be pretty weird if it didn't <laughs> make its way through somehow. Grew up in Wollongong, New South Wales, and so there we have a Croatian community and we would meet once a week to do traditional Croatian singing and dancing and I'm pretty sure I did that from the age of like three or four, pretty young, and all the way up until I was 17, 18, um, and then on and off throughout my older years actually teaching and helping out the community in Melbourne. As well as that, I learnt the traditional Croatian instruments 
and that would be once a week as well. I did that for a few years when we were lucky enough to have a teacher. Talk us through, Clara, the instruments. Yeah, so like I guess the best way to imagine it is you'd have like a little band of what we call like an orchestra and we'd have like a double bass. We'd have like a big kind of guitar that plays the off beats. You have then one that's more like a guitar and plays the on beats <laughs> and the melody. And then you also have like a miniature, a little like mini ukulele almost that plays the lead melody. They have like doubled strings on most of the instruments. It almost sounds like, actually I would compare it to the sound of like almost like a mandolin more than anything. That sense of community that those instruments and the way they played are actually presenters as well. So apart from the community, obviously, of three, four different generations getting together, which is my understanding of the creation community when they do get together, there's yeah. also that sense of community being vocalised through the instrument. The music would come from different like regions and villages throughout the country. And a lot of them would be songs about like harvest or love songs um, and just typical like folk songs, really, but in a Balkan uh, manner. And which particular instrument did you choose to pick up during those times, during those 17 years? I picked up the one that's called a brach, and that's like the guitar-sized one that plays. Um, it can switch between playing the main melody or the harmony melody, just depending who you have within the group. What kind of tuning does that have? Oh, now you're testing me. I couldn't remember off the top of my head the exact tuning, but it does have like four strings and the top two strings are doubled. Um, so it has like a really cool timbre about it. There is this mm. double string effect yeah, that occurs. on the high, high strings, yeah. If you think about the mandolin, that um, they have doubled string, that kind of sound. When did music enter your life as something that you, Clara, could own as part of your identity? Probably around the age of like six. Um, I remember asking my parents for a year to start to learn how to play violin. After a year, I think they were like, oh, shit, I think she might be serious. <laughs> so let's give this a try because um, they're not musical at all. So it was a bit of a jump in the deep end carried on through with that one I didn't really I think it was a good like step towards going in the direction that I went with everything else like having a platform to start somewhere with music but it's not necessarily like my main thing anymore <laughs> I still love playing but what was it about the violin at the time was it because that's what was being taught in a school environment or was there a particular musician that drew you to the violin as an option it's a really interesting question because I can't actually really remember very clearly. I think it is a combination of things. At some point I was enrolled in like a mini musical camp and there you try all the different instruments. So I think I just naturally was like, oh, that seems like a really weird, cool instrument at a young age. And also I remember my grandfather would just muck around on the violin and kind of like teach himself. And yeah, so I think those being exposed to those two, like put a little seed in my head somewhere. <laughs> what was that connection between schooling and music education for you? Was there a direct link between the two? When you were at school, was there a music education mm. program? There was. I didn't really feel like there was anything 
great for me personally. Um, so I just always involved myself in whatever was available. So I did just like, you know, your general choir, um, band, school band, and, and that's about it. But I don't think I really went to a school where it was like the main thing. But at what point, Clara, did you go, yep, music's going to be for me. It's going to be that little lifeline that helps me through. Honestly, it's more like the other way around. It's more like music's like always just been there. I don't know what else to do almost. It'd be weird to not like, I don't, yeah, to do something else. Successfully, only a few years ago in 2012, released a full length album called uh, Stuck Between. Yeah. And the success of that and the vibrancy for which you've shared throughout that record has really been a good launching pad for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really good, like, experience um, to have that experience of putting that all together. And it really did help putting out the second one a bit more smoothly, which was good. What was more smooth about the EP compared to the LP? I guess just knowing what is involved in the process. For those that haven't had a chance to enjoy your music yet, what elements do you bring to it? How much is the responsibility of Clara? The vocals, what other instrumentation, what other production elements are directly related to you and what you do within the process? For instrumentation, I play MIDI keyboard and sing. And on the EP, I recorded my backing vocals. Then the guitarist in my band, he recorded everything and we worked closely together to produce things together and I had my other band members to do drums and bass and guitar. It was done within a home studio wasn't it of one of the guitarists? Yes yeah that's right. With Henry my yeah who plays guitar in the band we went to uni together so we've known each other for six or seven years so we have already established friendship and we've been playing music together for pretty much all that time I'm trying to actually remember how it came about I think it just happened I actually have no recollection of how that happened I think I just said do you want to do this and he said yeah let's do it so it just happened and he actually was in the middle is and still is in the middle of like renovating his home studio um, and making it bigger, better. So he's temporarily moved everything into his bedroom. So we actually recorded everything in his bedroom, which I think is even more hilarious. But it was but nice and cosy and comfortable. And was before great. the digital age, bedroom recordings were the thing. Ta- yeah, totally. Tape decks and and under beds were the thing. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bringing it back. <laughs> eye to eye, you say, is about riding the wave in darker days. Riding the wave in darker days. Well, I think it just, like, for me, plays a big part in my life because, you know, life is always just up and down. And, yeah, I just guess I can't really ignore that fact, so I just made that the focus. Has the response, particularly with the live presentation of the music, presented those elements as being a draw card for some of the audience to engage with? Hard to say exactly, but I would say more than anything for people first hearing or experiencing my music it can be a little bit of a like <laughs> of like almost like a punch in the face because there's a lot going on and it's really quite fast moving my brain is very quick even I struggle to keep up with it sometimes it's just like idea 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 you know so I think it can definitely kind of be 
hard to kind of like interpret that as a listener, first listen. How do you decide when there is too many ideas that you need to stop and write it down and put it, put it within three or four minutes? To be honest, it kind of just always happens. Like I just tend to have so many ideas that I just mush them together somehow. So I don't, yeah, I don't really struggle with having to decide and like pick out of them. I just take what has come and either like mold it to work with what I'm working on or not use it. Let's talk about the genre bending for which you do do jazz, Mm. pop, electronica, some instrumentations where it's needed vocals taking a bit of a backseat if at all there what's your go-to genre if any what's the one genre that you you trust the most I honestly don't think about it I think that's why there is so much natural bend in all my music because I just love so many genres of music and I think that's how it comes out in me you know but I think lately I definitely kind of go towards more the soul R&B, jazz side of things naturally at the moment. But that's always shifting too, just depending on what I'm listening at the moment or what kind of mood I'm in. What roads have you gone down that the soul and jazz might be coming to the top? Um, Just the type of music that I'm listening to at the moment is all of that. Yeah, so I guess that's what just happens. (laughs) What's growing well for you? (laughs) Well, I have a big monstera sitting behind me at the moment. And I have lots of Devil's Ivy around. I love those because they just trail everywhere. Um, But at the moment, I've actually been loving growing avocado seeds because it's free and really easy to have plants from the avocados that I eat. (laughs) But you just soak the seed. I I soak it anyways to get the shell out and to like start the germination process a bit faster. And then you want the pointy side sitting up and you put like two toothpicks on the side to help it stay up and you just put it sitting in like a jar of water like you want the bottom half of the seed in water um, and that's it so immersed in hydro in in water is the key to it well you can actually put it apparently straight in soil i've just never tried it that way i just i like the way that it looks sitting in jars and you can see the roots crawling out at the time does that mean you're a vegetarian or a vegan i'm vegetarian yes maybe one day vegan What's your favourite vegetarian recipe? Help us out here for those that are trying. Ooh. I think easy one is just like just like a soy sauce stir fry. So super easy, quick and delicious. What are some of the fave venues that you've had over the years? Where are some of the spaces that you as a performer have performed and gone, yes, this is where my music belongs? One of my favourite ones was um, a venue called Open Studio in Northcote. Melbourne Mm -hmm. they don't have like a proper stage or sound system or anything like that set up which is a bit of a downfall considering that like you know there's a whole band there playing but why I do love performing there is the environment and the setting that it has so it's like a European like feel it has like little round tables with um, red and white checkered tablecloths and candle lights on it and they sell crepes and mulled wine and just nice and intimate so yeah I think because it has that European feel which I don't actually feel like there's many venues that do that vibe so I really like that. Is there a sense that travel is part of your plan in the next year or two? Definitely yes (laughs) I'm hoping to go this year so fingers crossed don't ask me where I'm not entirely sure yet I'm going to go with the flow. (laughs) But is it a case Um, of heading overseas heading north? 
yeah, so to Europe and maybe a bit of like Thailand. So talk to us about electronica. I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm just starting my journey going down the electronic side of things. And it's, I know it's like something I'm very interested in is electronic music. But yeah, so some collaborations that I've done is with Melbourne producers um, who make their own electronic music. And then I would put vocals or violin stuff over the top and just jam it out and improvise some ideas in the past and we're also I'm also looking to get back into as well my partner is a DJ so he'll DJ and I'll do that live over the top so I'll just improvise with vocals and violin and I will be starting a mini electronic project soon with the guitarist in my band Henry so we'll see what happens with that and where that takes us so should we be looking beyond your name and your releases it sounds like for your future work, that your name, yeah. your solo may take a back seat so you get a chance of this, whatever this project projects are called. Yeah, for sure. Like, I just think the more things I do, the better. I don't want to just be doing one thing all the time because like you hear in my music, I'm, I have interest in so many different styles of music and things. So, yeah, I just want to be doing it all, really. <laughs> you mentioned the partner's a DJ. Is that a particular kind of cultural element that you enjoy going into in the world of the electronic music, something that can be shared? Yeah, for sure. Yep, and I've actually just kind of recently learnt, started to learn how to DJ as well. So, you know, maybe I'll go down that track too. I just like it all. It's all fun and it's all music, good music, so... How far is this EP getting? What corners of the globe and the world has it been receiving in the last couple of months that it's been out? It's a really good question. And I just received a report yesterday. So I don't actually I can't have the answers for you right now. I know it sounds weird, but I didn't really want to like know too much. I just want to like put it out there and just keep going with life, you know. And I like I'm already thinking about I've already got enough to start another EP or album, you know, like my mind's already like, cool, done, let's keep going, you know. <laughs> Different subject matter for the new material? Yeah, I haven't actually stopped to think about it in a broader aspect. But yeah, definitely different topics. Yep. Is there a different, different kind topic. of beat, a different kind of vibe? Yes, again, because it's so me, but you can still hear that it's me. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that some of them kind of have mellowed out in a strange way but there some have gone even more sporadic it's really weird so I've kind of like jumped a little bit depending on what's going on more lighter less darker bit of both as always <laughs> for me <laughs> radio notes released first as podcast can also be heard on radio worldwide we've mentioned the violin Clara but you've also mentioned the keyboard you've got the voice do you have a favourite? Probably voice would come first. It just, I think because it's like the one that I've been doing first foremostly my whole life. Like I remember vividly growing up as a child singing before talking and waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. most mornings and like singing into the TV and into like my reflection and like putting on my own shows. <laughs> Who knows what I was on about? I don't know. Yeah, so singing would definitely come and feel most natural for me. It's the most unique mm. as well. Do you get the sense that it's this—it's that little something that no one else, no one, even if they had the same instrument, in this case a voice, could ever copy? Mm. 
Yeah, exactly right. Like it really does feel like me since it's, you know, vibrating inside me, you know, it's not an like external thing. Um, and I think that's why I feel so close to it. How do you look after it? I usually do vocal warm-ups and exercises, just all your traditional warm-ups and exercises that you can think of. I usually do it in the car. <laughs> I love doing my warm-ups and singing in the car, using it for singing lots. Over the releases, it's become very apparent that you have, if not a great understanding of, then a great consultant too, the world of fashion. Is there a passion for, or do you just, you're just so lucky that you're on the money when it comes to, to fashion? I think I would go with the luck thing. There isn't so much of a, like, passion, passion for, like, your traditional fashion type of stuff. I just like to wear what I'm comfortable in, in the moment. That always overrides anything. And I really try and challenge myself most days to just dress how I feel, you know, to be comfortable because sometimes I go a bit like I get a bit too lazy and then I don't really put much effort in and then sometimes like piece of effort in. <laughs> yes, it's always changing. Like, But there's an understanding also that with fashion can come a sense of drama as well, which is sometimes quite important mm. in the style of music that you're producing. Yeah, definitely. So I think that I resonated with that a lot more for the first album because, I don't know, I guess that's just how I how I felt at that time in my life. I just felt very like, you know, I was thinking about my music is just so bleh in your face. So I felt like that image really matched it. But then as I've been growing up, I've just realized that, well, my music still is the same. I'm dressing differently. So just going to go with that. <laughs> what are you reading at the moment? Just picked up a new book today, The Highly Sensitive Person. So... Yeah, because I am definitely a highly sensitive person. So it is, I just want to learn a bit more about that. Based upon what you've already learned and your life experiences, how do you work through those sensitive elements of your life? It's a very interesting question, one that I'm still trying to get wraps around. And it's, I think just like for me, just growing up and getting used to it and actually most important one is acknowledging that I am sensitive and not like it's easy to brush it aside because most people will do that and people think you know it's a joke but I think yeah that's what is most important is um not listening to them and actually going you know what there's me and so many other people that can attest to this thing being an actual thing Hmm. so yeah acknowledgement would be by far the most important thing and then yeah allowing the space to feel what I feel and then try and also always put it back into perspective as much as possible through your reading as you said you're still continuing to read on about it as well Mm. do you get a feeling that in a lot of respects other people in the world have desensitized themselves and so people like yourself who identify as sensitive take on more of a not a burden or a responsibility, but definitely some weight on that issue. Most definitely, yeah. Like I said, like it's very easily brushed off by majority of people and it actually just makes it all the more harder hmm. for us who have to deal with it. But, yeah, definitely there is a bit of a suppression with all of that for some people. 
and you clearly want to embrace it. Definitely, yeah. I think I think there's no other way around it. It'd be kind of silly to ignore it, and it's actually very, very hard to ignore. It's so evident, and it has always been evident there throughout my entire life. From an artist's point of view, it also must be be key to actually sharing some more in-depth emotion as well. That's the way I like to look at it, that it is a blessing and a curse, but it does, you know, definitely makes like mundane life sometimes quite hard. But when it does come to the art side of things, it most definitely gives a lot more depth to things for me. What is your writing process for how long do you hold on to that emotion that you might be having before you write it down or for that matter, record it as a, a memo on a phone, for example? Um like anything, it's always changing the process, but always got like voice memos going. And if I am like having an idea or something comes to my head, I instantly record it. So I've got little snippets everywhere and pretty much like 98% of the time, those snippets will turn into entire songs or sometimes like three snippets will just join together because I really love those. And somehow my brain, my brain's like, yes, put them together. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Okay. (laughs) Memos. I like my favorite thing ever. I live by those. The rest is always, yeah, always changing whether I'm like mucking around on the piano with an idea and then I'm like, oh, I have some lyrics in my phone that, that this could work with and I pull that up and it just works. Or it could be the other way around and I've just like, I do stream of consciousness writing and I sit there and write beginning to end on like one big A4 size paper. Mm-hmm stick that up and just spend time like pretty much like it ends up being like an extraction of what's there, picking the best pieces um, and putting that to music like instantly on the spot. Is there a daily routine that encompasses some of this? Some people have gratitude journals and the like, but, but is there a daily process for you where you sit down and even if you don't think you have an idea that you actually put it on that paper, on that A4 sheet, or, or does it have to be there before you engage it? Like some days I really feel that urge to just sit down with that A4 paper and do stream of consciousness writing. And then other days, like now I haven't really thought to do that in maybe like two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just go to the piano and just be mucking around. Where's been one of the most fertile locations for these ideas to come? I think like for singing and vocalizing ideas, a lot of them is like straight after I finish work because um, it's like this sense of like, freedom I'm like oh finally I've done car as always is a lot of private space and freedom and then I find that like in bed is like while I'm trying to fall asleep which is annoying but is a lot of like lyrical ideas we started this conversation talking about the Croatian background when did you last engage with that Croatian heritage and when do you look forward to doing it next I think it was last year I got asked with the, for the, um, with the Melbourne community to sing and perform in Cairns for a wedding. So that was really fun. And actually just a few weeks ago, or was the last week, I got asked again if I would like to come on a mini tour to Croatia with the local Croatian community. So I have to weigh up if it's a possibility. Sounds like a great reconnection with a community that You've shared so many germinating ideas of your music career with as well. So a part of who I am. And like, even though I'm not heavily involved in it now, I just see it. I like, I just see that I'm always going to be a part of it somehow for my life. Cause I just, 
love every part of the music and the dancing. Who is Clara's muse when it comes to music and songwriting and the like? I think this is actually a really tricky question for me because, again, like I just love so many different styles of music. So for me, my muse is like having all those different styles of music that I love there. So like, for example, today I was listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Duke Ellington. Like last night I was listening to heavy techno. (laughs) So for me, good music is good music. And if it does something for me internally, then that's a tick for me. Makes me feel. Clara, an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for doing Radio Notes. (laughs) No worries. Thank you for having me. Clara Zavonia. Their latest is Eye to Eye and can be found online at clarazabonia.com. That's Clara with a K and the surname spelled Z-U-B-O-N-J-A. Next episode, Peter Black of The Hard Ons will be our feature guest in for a chat. And this was the time that he released a song a day for every day of the year. We'll have a chat about that release and much more That's Peter Black of The Hard-Ons. That's next time. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Murch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. (laughs) 